Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 101 of the Women's Running Podcast. We have a special guest with us this episode, Sophie Coldwell, Team GB triathlete and all-round good egg. She's also going to be a Women's Running cover star in August. But before we talk to her, we have some important things to discuss, such as the many holidays we're going on this summer. We also talk about the trainers we're currently running in, the start of my marathon training and the nutrition that we're using on our long runs. I'm a big fan of having electrolytes in my water, something I'm trying to persuade Holly to do. If you're either a salty sweater or a high volume sweater, in weather like we're seeing this week, it's really important to consider what you take with you on a run. For my long weekend runs at the moment, I have a litre of electrolytes and I use Precision Hydration's highest concentration and I make sure I drink more of it before and after the run as well. I might even pop a salt tablet if it's very hot. Then we shift gears to talk to Sophie about the appeal of triathlon, what it's like to perform in front of a crowd and her hopes for the Paris Olympics. You'll be pleased to know we've devised a little quiz for her too and it involves squirrels. We come back after that conversation to chat about the stuff we eat and the weirdness of people who don't like food very much and a tiny bit about our actual running. Where are you going on holiday? I've forgotten. You go to Italy. Italy, yeah. We're going to Umbria yeah. to a bit um called Umberti Day, which we keep finding very funny because it looks like it's called Umbertide. <laughs> Umbertide. Umbertide. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Though yeah. um I, have we started? Let's say we've started. Go on, let's start because um, start. I think this will be maybe maybe Esther and I have got. In fact, no, I think we've got about two more podcasts booked in because we've got. I think we've already spoken about this. We've got a summer of both being very much part timers. We have, we have. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I think I, I've got it all. I told you tonight that I've got it all color coded on my marathon training chart. I know. And, and as we get increasingly, and, and like people at school are like, 
three weeks to the end of term and I'm like oh my god how can that be true I've got there's just there's so much to do and yeah and and, and we're kind of Holly and I are slightly concerned about the the podcast sitch so we're having to do quite a lot of recordings aren't we to make sure yeah. that you guys are topped up with your pods exactly polls if we have no real news to announce because <laughs> it's you we know recorded five minutes after the last one it's like how's your running going Holt oh oh yeah I've run as 20 more seconds than the last time <laughs> we spoke um but that's yeah, that's what we're doing. That's yeah. a bit of behind the scenes content oh, yeah, for you. Yeah. That's that's Break, what we're the up to. Wall. Yeah, yeah totally. that's what we're up to at the moment. <laughs> it feels odd recording like this again, doesn't it? Because last time we recorded, uh, I I think they'll come out in that order, won't they? The they last pod that we did, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to see each other, which was so lush. Oh, wasn't it though? Yeah, so nice. And I've just listened back to it, and it's frigging hilarious i love it i was gonna say did you get the get the recordings oh it's amazing it's so funny and i'm talking about myself even but like it's just funny yeah we were on fire we were on fire (laughs) we were also pissed well no i wasn't because i had to drive yeah but we were both we were we were we were giddy with the with the setup. And we really were, yeah. And, yeah. and it was also a bit. It was emotional, a bit weepy. I was going to say what? that I All actually was very pissed very early in the evening because <laughs> I didn't really that it really went to my head. I guess because I hadn't had any food or anything, <laughs> and we yeah. After you left, I did kind of sit there on my own, and sort of felt slightly spinny, and then yeah, I had another um, glass. Good. <laughs> and then I felt better. And then I did some did some of my puzzle. It's just it's all kicking off in this household. Isn't it though? Isn't yeah. it? Sure, bloody hell. And then I You're... think I watched Love Island. A dream. A dream. Oh, oh. But as living of next week. Life, right? uh, living my best life. Yeah. As of next week, Esther and I, yes, are going to be jet setting people who go yeah. off and do different things every five minutes. Yes. Um I did have something to tell you that's quite funny. Tell me. So my sister, who's just turned 18, she has. Um, she got jealous of my tattoo. <gasps> I know. And she's got a tattoo. 40 no. quid after going to Spoons with her best friend and deciding <laughs> they thought it'd be a fun idea. And I, I told her last night, she FaceTimed me, I think once again in Spoons. Um, <laughs> and she was like, look at this. It was showing me. They've um, got little rabbits and they've got them on their hips. Oh. I know, I know. But love her. She's doing her thing. She's kind of rocking it, to be fair. But I did tell her, do you know that you're not going to be able to go swimming in Italy now? And she didn't have a clue. So I don't know what kind of back alley tattoo artist she went to, but she wasn't, she didn't know anything about the aftercare that she had to do with it. She didn't know mm-hmm. that she couldn't swim. So I'm sure in two weeks' time when I come back, I'll be very familiar with Italian A&E. Also, can I just add in there because I used to I used to trip across to Italy quite frequently in my early twenties because mm. my friend was was from Naples, in fact. Oh, um, and so we would we would pop across there quite a lot. And um, I I think I should let you know now that the tattooing th- well well twenty years ago mm. tattoos in Italy were not how they are in the UK and that basically all of her relatives thought that I was a criminal because I had a tattoo <gasps> oh, no. and they, they even asked you where I'd done my time so and <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
okay. Yeah, so oh, be, no. be, be prepared <laughs> for some oh, See, now Days is actually going to get away with it more than me because hers is very coverable, mine mm-hmm. much less so. So, yeah, yeah, just a pair of thugs arriving <laughs> on their turf. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> but very exciting. And for the most part, yes. we are in a self-contained villa that nobody needs to look at me or, or judge me. It's just when we're in Rome then. That, but I have heard that around this time of year, there'll be no, there'll be no Romans in Rome. Oh, because well, they not. all clear oh, out and no. they go somewhere cooler hot. because it's yeah. too hot. So it will just be nasty tourists who will probably all have nasty tattoos as well. All covered so, in tattoos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit worried about that. That wasn't the most exciting thing I'd heard about Rome after booking the trip, that there, there will be, that they're, they're no Romans. Be gone because it'd be horrible. <laughs> But I have bought some chub rub shorts. My mum and I both panic bought multiple pairs of chub rub shorts last night <laughs> and then got them um, for, like special delivery. I think they've arrived. <laughs> so I should be able to walk around Rome lots without my thighs bleeding. Marvellous. This, yeah. this is the best news. Are you going to be running around Rome? Mm, I did. I have considered. I'm definitely not going to be running around Rome because so we're in Umbertide. Oh, you can say it in multiple <laughs> different... <laughs> that one actually (laughs) for a week and that's the villary bit Mm -hmm. then we're we because we're flying to and from Rome and none of us apart from I think my aunt and uncle big fam holiday Taylor's Mm -hmm. on tour um (laughs) they have been to Rome before but none of the rest of us have so we booked three or four nights or something in an Airbnb near the airport actually mm-hmm. I don't know whether it is but you know in Rome so that we can easily get to the airport and go when we have to fly back yeah. so um I think Rome I won't run because we will be in the middle of the city mm-hmm. it's going to be stonking hot yeah. I think they're going to be quite packed days with lots of touristy stuff but Umbertide I <laughs> will be there for a week it yeah. will very much be like you know, swimming pools and making your own pizza and mm. wine. And that's, that's, I'm so excited. That's that going to be the vibe. Yeah. And bridge. My mum always get wants us to play bridge on holiday. Oh. I've got to brush up on my bridge skills. Sorry, that's middle class and unrelatable and weird. Oh, well, I, I don't even know how to play. It's, bridge always scares me because I get it mixed up with other games and it's basically a card game, isn't it? It is basically a card game. Yeah. In my memory, I haven't played it since we probably last went on a family holiday. So, so could you could you got what a bit like Happy Families and Rummy mixed together? I think. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> if she brings bridge to the table, could you bring something else like shithead? Oh, I will be bringing. We do do a little bit of shithead, though, of course, in the Taylor family because they are horrendously middle class. It is known as Tete de Med. <laughs> We will definitely be playing a bit of that. Um, I'll bring some crap game. I'll bring, like, I don't know, the Love Island card game. <laughs> Love Island drinking game. Love Island we'll do drinking. that. We'll, I'll, I'll suggest that. But, sorry, in answer to your question, as you can sorry, tell, I'm yeah. slightly overexcited about the holiday. You are. You are. Um, running, I think, I, so I'm sharing a suitcase with Doug. Mm-hmm. So I haven't got loads and loads of space. 
but I won't really need it, will I? I think I probably can, it'll be stonking. So cycling shorts and a sports bra mm. and a pair of trainers. I've, I'm quite tempted to bring them and see about early morning mm. running because I yeah. do quite like getting up early on holiday. But, you know, it is going to be really, really warm. So no yeah. promises because I'm a bit nervous about getting heat stroke, but Fair potential running yeah could be could be happening i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring my stuff at least i think that's good that's good any and tips because you're a runner on holiday yeah but i don't really go away away so mm, this is the first time I, i've been I, away away in yonks i can give you tips to running in cornwall which is very similar to running in bar <laughs> yeah just um, just 34 degree heat you know oh. it's that's what it's like in cornwall i'm guessing well, yeah, uh, similar. Um, I mean, you know, it's all the basics, isn't it? It's, yeah, going going early is great and mm-hmm. uh, drinking lots of water and not going too far. And yeah. Yeah, don't don't treat it okay. as a training run, even though you're, has, you, has your training started yet? No, my training yet? won't have started yet. So it's quite, it's quite well timed. My training starts nice. pretty much when I get back. So okay. I think okay. yeah. I, I can relax, like there's no pressure to run if I don't want to, but I think it might be quite fun. The, the villa that we're staying in, this all sounds incredibly, incredibly posh. I promise this is, you know, something that we found on like a, travel agent online or whatever but it it has got a lemon orchard oh lovely I know so I'm quite tempted to have a little jog around the lemon orchard plus yes um imagine making yourself a gin and tonic Mm. and then going to the lemon orchard and picking off a lemon and cutting yourself a slice yeah how good is that but then also the running thing it, running on holiday when absolutely no one else is doing any exercise yeah. and this is what I remember from two years ago when I went to France to see my brother and I ran two or three times while I was there and okay so firstly it, it feels like going back about 30 years because people are looking at you like you're absolutely bonkers but then for mm-hmm. the rest of the day you are the smuggest smug person from Smugsville ever I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's amazing that feeling of like, <laughs> I just went for a run this morning. You guys are just like holidaying, but I ran. I know. It's like, amazing. how imagine how smug it would feel. Well, you probably know getting up before everyone else is up, going for mm. your run, coming back while they're having breakfast and being like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, she just sneezed. <laughs> Like a small child. Oh, I <laughs> really can't. Yeah, that sounded like my buzzing in noise, didn't it? It did sound like your buzzing oh, in noise. I'm so sorry. I couldn't hold, I couldn't hold <laughs> that back. I can't remember what I was saying now. You're talking smug, about coming back from a run and feeling smug. Yeah, yeah smugs from Smugville. Smugs oh. down in Smugville. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, although you do expect people to look at you as if you're some sort of hero, but in fact, they're actually. They're probably not giving a shit, are they? Well, in disgust, mostly. Oh, That's really? my bet when I come mm. back from my running because of the sweat, because I don't know if I've mentioned Ooh. before, but I do sweat quite a bit. So Yeah, you, you don't tend to bring it up, but. I don't, do I? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will also, for sure, in in warm Italian, mm-hmm. even early morning, I'll, I'll be very sweaty. I've just remembered, though, that yeah. my sister's best friend is coming with us and she is, um, she's super sporty. Mm-hmm. So she might be a fellow friend in wanting to get up and do 
running in the morning. There we go. So that that might be quite nice. That might be quite nice. nice. Maybe I'll have a buddy and then that might be a little bit more. Then I've got at least a, you know, a comrade in people looking at us with disgust. It does help to have just one. Like when I was in France that time, so that was two years ago, and my both my nieces, who are far, far, far younger than me, obviously they're my nieces, um, but the 15, I think she was 13 at the time, she was really, really into her kind of, uh, kind of like boot camps and things like that. So mm. it meant that on the days that I didn't run that I was doing planks and things with her. So that was quite nice. And then when I've been on holiday, That's cool. with my, it is nice. When I've been on holiday with my dad, he's super, super sporty. Mm-hmm. So we've done kind of little boot camps and running and things like that together. So that's been- I love that. God, yeah, you're a flash. bit of a Club La Santa fam, aren't you? Can can see can see the Newman's holidaying in. Oh, in fact, well, the Woodman's they would be, wouldn't they? Well, he is. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, me and me and him. I think. Mm. Um, actually, my brother would love it. He's a bit of a cyclist. Um, but no one, no one runs anymore but me because of injuries and things like that. So mm. even though my mum ran the London Marathon, that was in 1984, I think. And I don't think she has willingly ran since. Yeah, fair. Um, and my dad has always been a runner, but he has, that's kind of caved in in the last few years, um, just through injury and stuff like that. So he mm-hmm. is more likely to be in the gym doing body pump. That's his thing. Oh I my know. God. I so know. cool. So cool. Beyond our <laughs> levels. <laughs> I've been to a couple of body pump classes and those are always the ones that I'm sure we've spoken about it before on the pod that like I re- I distinctly remember calling in not calling in sick but calling in to work from home because oh, I because couldn't walk to the office were, yeah. once yeah because they were that bad from going to a body pump oh, I'm I just I'm, I'm not built for um I, I I loved it I the only time I've ever done proper body pump was when I was in Club La Santa and and that was really hot that was like 28 degrees or something mm-hmm. and um and I bloody loved it and I and it was I hadn't really done class things for such a long time and and I and love I, a class thing I love a class thing isn't it so nice it's brilliant I did spin last week did I tell you about that don't think um, so yeah it's got it's got more popular so it used to just be four of us and now I feel like, like it ten. always does I feel the same about the one I used to go to it was like I think as well just after lockdown it wasn't people's number one priority they were all you know wanting to I don't know go I'm saying they we were all wanting to go out and <laughs> yeah, do other people. stuff so, yeah. yeah but um I think now it's people are starting to cotton on and go oh gyms are open again and yeah. it's just filling out a bit isn't it 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 really felt like it so I kind of I preferred it when there was few people but then with with sort of 10 of us at least there's kind of more space to hide and things like mm. that but I still I do still love it and he does still call us warriors which I really like, but it makes me sort of simper and blush a little bit. So that's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, and then no, I, I think that's quite I... cute. That's how I respond to anybody who ever gives me a compliment. <laughs> it's terrible. I like I'm 48. Who, like, me? You know, yeah. Oh, a warrior, you say? I, I, uh, well. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was at boot camp this morning, early doors. Nice. Uh, do you boot camp on the weekend? I do. Yes, I do. One do on Saturday, Saturday morning, and one on Tuesday. I yeah. saw, I saw a little selfie of your class, and it was really <laughs> cute. It was yeah. so cute. 
it was cute yeah no it's really nice it was there were sort of six of us this morning and it was really horrible she made us she every single time it's different and this morning so something you don't know if you're going to be doing strength or cardio or a mixture of both and mm. I'm always hoping she's going to do strength because obviously with the running I'm kind of like I've, I've got cardio ticked off here I don't I don't think I need any more of that um but today she was doing she she'd set out her cones and when she sets out her cones it makes you just go oh god it's cone stuff it's cone stuff <laughs> I always so, hated cone stuff in oh, like I PE and stuff well I think in a way it kind of you know that it means that you're going to have to get there somehow and that some it kind of it takes you away from your the safety of your mat and yeah. on your mat you know you're going to be doing kind of planks or strength or you know stuff like that um, and then as soon as you're away from your mat, you're going to be doing something that's going to be hard and also involve some sort of traveling. And Yeah, you're going to be running between cones, jumping between yeah, cones, something like that. And it feels that. a little bit competitive. And so, but this morning was really, really super hard. And we had to do like one kind of strengthy thing at our mat. And then we had to get to the cones and back as predicted. Um, and she ch- every time you got there, you had to change it up. So it was either... Um, the first time we had to do board jumps, was it board jumps or broad jumps? I always think she says board jumps, but I have a feeling it might be board jumps. Anyway, it's long jumps, feet together. Hate it. Hate oh, it. I oh, fall over. Dreadful. So you had to do that. And then then we had to sprint. And then another time we had to crawl. And then we had to do traveling press-ups. I mean, it was just like, all of it was like, oh, traveling really? Traveling press-ups? I can't, yeah. do, I can't do press-ups that on my ass. <laughs> Oh, it was just, it was all oh, very Oh, my God. Oh, I would quite healthy. like to come, though, to your boot camp. I, know, I, I don't think come I'd be on. able to keep up, but I'm oh, hoping that that's fine. Like, it's you know, all that if, abilities. I'll be the Debbie. <gasps> it's all abilities. It's lush. You should come. Mm. You should come. I love them. The Saturday morning one, it's, there are more people, um, and it's kind of... What time is make, it on a Saturday morning? It's fine. It's quarter past nine. Oh, lush. Okay. Yeah. Later than a park run. Yes, it, yeah, exactly, and it, mm-hmm. and 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 better in some ways, and and like yeah, because the Tuesday morning one is six forty-five, which is like, yeah, not so fun. much, not so much. Yeah. That it, it's in the and again, I'm really sorry to the <laughs> long-suffering listeners. Is it behind Morrison's? <laughs> no, it's not. It's in Alice Park. Oh, I thought it was behind Morrison's, Kensington yeah. Meadows. Not, not in Kensington Meadows. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, non-bath people. Oh, I was going to say we can go and get Mozza's breakfast after, but... Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Oh. Wasn't to be. Wasn't to be. No. Wasn't to be. But, and and, and um, so quickly before we... Because today we are talking to mm. Sophie Coldwell, GB, Team GB triathlete. Oh, crazy. So cool. So cool. Crazy cool. Crazy but we cool. were slightly fangirly. I think you can probably notice that we were a bit nervous in the... Yeah. I was. I was, yeah. But it was actually such a lovely, relaxed chat. She was so warm and interesting to talk to. And oh my goodness, so talented. So talented. So talented. And yeah, so we're talking to her. Oh, sorry. Oh, she will be so talented. Because we're about to speak to her now. (laughs) Yeah. But um, she, uh, what was I going to say about her? Um, she she also very very gamefully stepped up to do our quiz at the end, and she the other amazing thing about Sophie is that she's going to be on the cover of Women's Running magazine in August. So mm-hmm. look out for that. Um, 
and um, and she's going to be in in the commies. She's going to be in the commies. That what was the commies? that was a new thing that we learned. Yeah, it so is, yeah, yeah. that's what if you are an elite athlete and you have a shot at going to the Commonwealth Games, you call it the commies. The commies. As as plebs, we obviously. I was like, what's she talking about? But we got there in the end. The commies. The um, commies. So, so cool. She's so, so cool. cool. She is cool. So we, um, Holly and I will come back um, after this to actually talk about running, do you think? Okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> God, if you must. <laughs> if you like this podcast, you will love Women's Running Magazine. Right now, it's our summer sale. This means if you become a member of Women's Running Plus right now, you can get your hands on your first issue of Women's Running for just a pound. Holly and I are very excited about this. Get yourself along to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRSS22POD at the checkout and you can have a shiny new copy of Women's Running for a quid. Um, I was I was just explaining to Sophie that um, that we're sporting cretins, um, completely, and that's yeah. kind of the appeal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was just sort of preempting a little bit of warning to say that um, the questions that we might ask might be a bit like, uh, "What's triathlon?" It might be triathlon for dummies. We have yes. also, I have put together a quiz. Oh so, yeah. So um in the so please don't be shocked and don't worry, you didn't need to do any revision. Um no. in, in the, we've we've just recently started doing this for our own amusement, where we quizzed each other on things like how many kilometers is a marathon and stuff like that. And so I asked Holly to to draw up five questions for you and we have sound. Oh effects. no, I oh, hope shit. I get them right. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Some of well, them honestly, are you're gonna serious, get and yeah. some of them are, the, are, are very silly. So yeah, okay. it will it will all be chill. <laughs> okay, where are my sound chill. effects? I've forgotten about that. <sighs> yes, I've got sound effects. So our sound effects, because we're we're really excited about this. Um, our sound effects are things like um, like this. Oh, I need to turn it up. Oh, you do. This is the level of professionalism, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Fa- this is my favourite one. <laughs> <laughs> and we know we okay. can put them in afterwards. I hope we don't have that one. But yeah. we don't know how. <laughs> don't know so we're just going to do it like this. I like yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, so, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, belatedly, welcome to the podcast, Sophie Coldwell. Thanks, Yay! Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Sophie, you are here because you are going to be gracing our cover um, in August because you're wonderful and brilliant, and we asked you to. So that was very, very <laughs> nice of you. Um, and, um, so we wanted to have a little chat with you to find out more about you and your running and the other things that you do. Um, thing is, you're a triathlete. Am I yes. right? Yeah, you are very okay. correct. Yes, I thought I might be, um, which I find quite scary because I mean that's that's three things isn't it not just just the one thing so um yeah maybe um I mean tell us tell us more about you where what do you do and how did you get into that I kind of fell into it um when I was only eight years old so I was very young 19 19 years I've been doing triathlon so that's quite a long time um and yeah I was just an active kid at school um 
sports days running around doing stuff at school and whatever um and me and my brother used to have swimming lessons twice a week since we were babies we'd always been swimming um and then one of the times we were down at our local leisure center my mum just saw a, an advert for a triathlon um that was yeah probably 10 minutes down the road from us and yeah I mean triathlon now is definitely more mainstream than it than yeah. it used to be but you know it's still not the biggest of sports but if you can imagine 19 years ago there was not many people that heard of triathlon at all so mm. my mum just thought oh this will this will be interesting I will go and do it um went and did it couldn't even swim 50 meters front crawl so did one length front crawl one length backstroke um but loved it and then kind of got sucked into doing kids events and joined run club and a tri club and a swim club and did all the kids events like local ones regional ones ones up and down the UK um and then it just kind of like progressed really each year I, w- I definitely haven't been an athlete that's had a massive breakout year and kind of jumped like jump stages or you know massively progressed I've definitely just done each year I've just progressed a little bit so it's taken a long time but yeah just I do love the sport and I think for me the biggest appeal is that there are three different sports in one and sometimes I do question I think my life would be a lot easier if I just did one (laughs) but uh but no I do love it so yeah it's it's good so because that's that's the thing I think that um I think befuddles me is that when you do triathlon I mean like you're calling it the sport right so but it's not it's the sports isn't it so it's like yeah how like it seems to me like I was seeing something online um the other day like um that might be new actually I can't remember but it was it was like if you're a runner you have a rest day but if you're a triathlete I guess that must be impossible to have a there rest are not day. enough days in the week yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what does like so so describe to, to us because like we're we're cretins when it comes to this stuff like we think running three times a week is quite enough for us. What, what yeah, does, there are what... literally Pringles in the background. That's yeah. the kind of level of runners that you're talking to. Yeah. Right. Well, it's good. You know, it's uh, it's recovery food, right? So, yeah. Um, what does a week's worth of training look like to you? And I do realise that. I mean, because you're Team GB. I mean, you know, you're you're mm-hmm. a high level Top athlete. Level. Yeah. Exactly. But what? Yeah. What does your training look like? Yes, I suppose probably the biggest difference from us compared to, you know, other sports is that we don't have a rest day every week. Um, We work on a three week basis. So we kind of do, yeah, two and a half, three weeks of training and then we'll do a couple of easy days. And whether that's recovery and tapering in and out of a race or whether that's like through the winter, obviously when you're not racing as much, it will just be like a few easy days off the back of a block. Um, That's how we work. And then through the week it's sort of like five five runs I run maybe 65 70k a week with two sessions in there um Mm. 12 hours of riding with yeah two sessions again uh and then five swims a week which again is seven seven and a half hours a week of swimming um but I suppose the biggest Mm. the biggest challenge for us is how you fit the week together um because you know you're trying to do every day pretty much has a has a key session with it and it's how do you how do you balance that with the other two sports and and obviously gym as well so that you get the most out of that but you know you're you're not too tired that you then can't get the session done or you know you then start running the risk of injury and stuff like that so that's probably the biggest challenge we have is just yeah fitting it all in um Mm. 
and yeah, having enough hours in the week, really. Oh. <laughs> do, do you have a favourite discipline? It's weird, like, my strongest is probably the swim, but it's so antisocial. It's probably not my favourite to, to train, whereas mm. to me, the run is probably what I enjoy doing the most. Um, I've got a couple of dogs to so run with them if it's just easy stuff or you know, run with the group and, and stuff like that. My other half's an ultra runner, so he comes and does stuff with me as well. So it's probably the most social aspect of of the triathlon. So it's probably the bit that is the most enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I just I just can't imagine doing well anyway. But you're you're um you're based up in are you based in Loughborough or have I got that yeah. wrong? Yeah, yeah, oh, in Loughborough. Yeah. So because I was gonna ask you about that too, because Loughborough, I mean, as you can imagine, we work in running and Loughborough comes up again and again and, and again. It's the sporty <laughs> neck of the woods, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, so all the legends, all the legends went to Loughborough. Um what Life's very easy here. I think that's the biggest appeal for it is why? Because, you know, I live if you live in Loughborough, you're no more than a 10, 15 minute run into the into the uni. And once you're on campus, you know, you've got the pool, the gym, high pack, you've got all of the services, you know, physio, doctors, mm. uh, physiologists, nutritionists, they're, they're all based there. So everything is so central. And then the appeal for the running variety that we have, again, is like literally within 10 minutes of running I can be flat on the canal on trails I can be up in the hills in the woods around Beacon or Bradgate mm. down on the track at the uni doing a session there like the variety is massive and to say that mm. we you know live in live in a town like you, there's not many places where you get that variety on your doorstep and everything's so accessible so I think that's why a lot of people you know are drawn here for for uni and then you know studying and stuff like that and then like me end up just staying here because yeah life's so that, easy and... yeah is that what happened with you Sophie did you go to the uni and then stick around or yeah so my mum actually only lives 20 minutes away so she lives okay. in, in Keyworth which is South Nottingham mm. um so when I was probably 14 or 15 I started kind of joining in with some of the the training through the uni kind of got onto like junior programs and talent squads and stuff like that so kind of started coming down here and I was part mm-hmm. of Charmwood Athletics Club who were based here so kind of was coming down in the weeks anyway before uni happened and then studied here and now live here and yeah once you're in the bubble it's hard to get out so <laughs> I'm like I'm stuck here now <laughs> <laughs> well okay, that's interesting about the bubble so um I mean, like, has it, it, it sounds very much like from the age of eight that your whole life has been about sport. What do you do outside of sport or don't you? No, I do. Um, we're quite lucky that although my other half, yeah, he's a full-time athlete as well, like the Zoltron does a lot of running. Like we do have a lot of stuff outside of outside of that, like big animal lovers in this household. So we've got two rescue dogs eight rescue chickens a tortoise stuff like oh, that so we kind of have like oh, that outside so and cool. yeah I know so <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram you're like oh god she's talking about the chickens again how embarrassing <laughs> but yeah <laughs> that's just me um so I think like we make a conscious effort you know the you know the weekends we go out with them somewhere new like just get out of the routine of sport with but the dogs, being, I'm guessing, not with the, with dogs, the chickens. Yeah, yeah. no, but I do think they are more well behaved sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I got them. I'm actually also a qualified nail technician, so I do oh, do nails on the side. So that's quite cool. fun. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's difficult when it's sort of like your job and your passion in one that anything you do outside of it has. You always think like, is this going to be negatively impacting training yeah. or stuff like that? But 
yeah, it's one of those things that you just have to, yeah, balance it, I suppose, without doing silly things that are going <laughs> to really cost you in the week. But yeah, yeah, I suppose we just do it. We just do what we can to just get out of the sport all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, so, so um, oh, sorry. Oh, no, we both on, went. Hon. Oh, we both went in with a question. Go well, on, I was going to say this is definitely. We all kind of know what they are, but laying it out for dummies like me, what are the silly things? Like, what are the kind of things that that do detract from your training? I'm guessing that's kind of you know, late nights or drinking loads Love or Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> what What are the kind of things that that you would kind of kind of avoid that might negatively impact your training? The late nights is a big one. Um, mm-hmm. Like if a, if a TV program on like nine till ten, we'll watch half of it and then it's get ready to bed. And go so to bed li- and stuff. quite literally, Love Island then is one yeah, of the things. Yeah, quite literally, that, yeah. Love Island is one of those things. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose now as well, like a lot of the stuff has been around COVID and just being careful around mm. that. Like that's been a big thing for us. So being in like groups of people and around a lot of people as well, like. It's, it has been a big thing that we just have to be super careful about. So like, yeah. you know, like I went down and watched uh, Silverstone F1 on Sunday. Um, and even that it was like outside, like we weren't really in with a lot of people. You know, we were kind of on the back, but I still sat there with a mask on because you just think, oh, if I got COVID three weeks out from commies, like that wouldn't be good. Yeah. Um, even like that, like for me going on Sunday to watch the F1, like it'd been in the diary for a long time, you know, things had to get moved around in the week so I could go. Like it's not just a, oh, I'm going to go and do this. It's something that happens every week. It's probably, I can't remember the last time I moved something around like that to go and do a social thing, like watch watch the F1. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very, difficult. very structured. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, actually, and because, I mean, I've read your interview that's going to go in the magazine, but Holly hasn't yet. So can you tell us what you've got coming up in the next few months? Because you've got a packed diary. Yeah, for me, the biggest race for me this year is Commonwealth Games. Um, so we're just under a month away now, um, which is scary because I feel like it's been oh, it's been it's months away, it's ages away, it's like ten weeks away, and now I'm like, oh my god, it's like less than four weeks away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that for me is my big aim for the year. Um, and then alongside that, we have the World Triathlon Championship Series, the WTCS events, um, and that's like the pinnacle of our sport. That's like the equivalent of your diamond leagues for, mm-hmm. for athletics. So that's for us is the big one. Um, and, um, and we're just half... to interrupt you slightly, sorry, do, what distances are you doing? What what triathlon distances are you doing for those So ones? for WTCS events, we'll either have a sprint or an Olympic distance. Um, the sprint is around an hour. Um, so that's not really a sprint. It's They've lied about that because for me, sprint's <laughs> 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the sprint 750 meter swim, 20k bike, and a 5k run. Mm-hmm. And then the Olympic is 1500 meter swim, 40k bike, 10k run. So it's double and it takes about two hours. And then when we race like relays, that's what they call a super sprint. Um, so it's kind of like half of a sprint. So that's like 300 meter swim, 7k bike, and a 2k run ish um so yeah there'll be a relay at commies and that's what that distance will be okay um so yeah then we're like halfway through the world series so we've got a few more events of that and that's that's how you kind of get crowned as world champion or your overall world ranking for the year so yeah we're halfway through that and that finishes up um end of november in abu dhabi so we've still got quite a few months left of that series to go so yeah yeah, it's kind of a bit of a jam-packed season kind of split into two really because I'm kind of like get to commies and then I'll think about the other half 
Oh so my god. I'm guessing commies Commonwealth Games and <laughs> I will now forever be calling it commies. I love that so much. And I've never had it before. What is that like to attend like as an event kind of as an athlete? Yeah, what what talk us through that a little bit. What is it? Yeah. What what does it look like? I suppose it's not many times that you go to like a multi-sport championship like that you know like when we have world championships or european championships it's just standalone triathlon so i think like the biggest appeal is you know you're something bigger than just triathlon or just whatever your sport is you know you're part of team england where you know everyone kind of comes together and you have like that united front of doesn't matter what sport you're from you you really buy into everyone and and everyone doing well so Mm. I think for an athlete like that's the biggest pull like it doesn't happen every year you have to qualify you you know it's not it like say it's something that only happens once every four years just like the Olympic Games so yeah it's been it's been a big thing for for triathlon and I imagine a lot of events it's one of the pinnacles of their their events through the through the season really so yeah yeah looking forward to that and you know especially this time it's a home games like the support is going to be it's going to be really good you know we've done a few um races in the UK so we have we have one of our WTCS events in Leeds um and the crowds and support that came out this year was it's almost quite overwhelming because I've it was there was so many people that turned out and whether that was oh. because we're now after lockdown, you know, people yeah. have been craving live sport and coming out and stuff, but it was it was insane. Like the noise, you almost like couldn't hear yourself breathe. Like and there's not many times where you're gonna experience that. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to not only racing and being part of Team England and stuff, but I think the fact it's at a home games is like just a massive pull and yeah super exciting is it nerve-wracking yes yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say better or worse having the roar of the crowd, the roar crowd. Yeah. <laughs> probably probably be a bit of both you know because like you know we, we just got back we raced in Leeds and then we raced in Canada and the difference between the two was like chalk and cheese so mm-hmm. on one hand you're like the crowd's you know, it's it's amazing performing in front of them and the support you feel and stuff. But you're just kind of stood there before and like they call your name out to go on the start line. You're like, you hear it and you're like, oh my God, all these people are here to watch GB or Team England or whatever, uh, be here and, and compete. And now I've really got to do it. Otherwise I don't want to show myself up. So yeah. it's a bit of both really. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for, for the end of the month. Oh my God. Yay. Oh, um, I, what's, what is a triathlete's like ultimate ambition what's your ultimate ambition for me I really want to make the Olympic Games I kind of just missed out on on 2020 and various reasons that we had like didn't go my way um and that for me was yeah it was really hard I went out as traveling reserve and on one hand it was great to be out there and experience it and everything like that but on the other hand it like it was it was a really hard period and like I did really struggle so for me like I've kind of said that, you know, I really want to get to Paris and stand on that start line with a realistic medal opportunity. And I don't think that's like out of the realm of possibility. Um, So yeah, every decision that I'll make now until Paris is about that goal. And whether I go to Paris or don't go to Paris, whether I win a medal or finish last, like I kind of want to wake up the day after the games and be like whatever happened I put everything into that so yeah yeah, decisions on rate what races I do or training decisions or anything like that from now until Paris like that's kind of where the is it is it positively going to affect that or not and if the answer is no then well I won't do it 
Mm. When, when will you know? When will you know that you've got in? So our selection will happen next year. So they'll have, um, they'll basically pick some races. They'll have automatic and discretionary. Um, they might fill the whole team next year if people hit the criteria or it will fall into the beginning of 2024. But ideally you'd qualify next year. Yeah. Oh my God. How nerve wracking. Yeah, that must be absolutely <laughs> terrifying. But good luck. Good luck. I hope it all goes well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, and then um, I'm also interested in like, because obviously with athletics, the kind of the, the sort of the, the performance years are kind of truncated slightly. But it seems to me that with triathlon, that you have maybe a sort of longer time limit in a way. Because I'm just thinking yeah. about Chrissy Wellington. Um, so I was just, I was wondering how long you, you might consider your kind of your performance career might might continue and what you would do afterwards. Yes, I suppose triathlon, if you kind of stuck with what we call ITU, so Olympic stuff, kind of sprint Olympic distance is what we class as um, ITU distance. Mm-hmm. You you could easily race 35, 36, 37 and still be kind of at the peak of your game. You know, Flora Duffy, who just won Olympic gold, 34 when she won, 35. So there's definitely no reason why you can't be that old mm-hmm. and still be at, the, be at your A game. You know, I know other sports is more like, 24 25 whereas I think because triathlon's more of a strength game as well like it's not just you know about being super fast it's about experience and racecraft and stuff like that so yeah there's definitely no reason why you can't be in mid-30s and still be competing and then if you still wanted to compete after that then quite a lot of people move over to long course um so 70.3 and an Ironman um and that's when you see people racing you know way into their 40s still doing that but I'm not sure that's for me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how much longer I'll do it for. Like, I don't know, depending on how Paris goes, um, I'm getting married at the end of the year. So, you know, yeah. might want to have a family, Aww. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't really know. And I think for me, I've just kind of set my sights on Paris and then reassess where things are or how my body's doing and stuff like that. And then, yeah. And then see where, see where to go. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. God, it's so exciting. I never did anything like this at school. Did you do anything like this at school, Hall? Do you think I did anything like that at school? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can barely ride a bike. The, the the cycling and swimming bits would not be for me. Running, I did do a little bit of kind of cross-country in school, but it was not not at, not at the same level. Not being honest, no. Oh God, I loved the swimming. I absolutely loved yeah, it. Yeah, you, you. That's how you kind of got into sport, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. Because I was wheezy asthmatic, and they threw me in the deep end, essentially. But yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I loved swimming. But when I've tried to do it more recently as a grown-up, I found it really, really hard. I, it's just the breathing. It's just really, yeah. you know, and 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 yeah, it's just uh, I almost drowned in the middle of a fifty-meter pool. I was just like, it's a long way. <laughs> oh my god, I can't do backstroke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so great. In fact, actually, do you have any tips for swimming? That would be um... well. My mum actually learned to swim just before lockdown. Um, it was one of her things that she wanted to do, so she. There's a a thing, I don't know if it's Logotov or, or if it's across the UK, it's called Her Spirit. And it was basically um, about women getting into sport and stuff like that. So um, I know like Go Try have a lot of 
um quite a lot of them are women only because it's like a confidence thing and getting like you know women to come and do it without mm-hmm. men around uh obviously mm-hmm. um yeah. so she kind of joined in joined in with with that and yeah learned to swim and think like she really enjoyed the challenge of doing it and um yeah since that like she's been open water swimming and stuff like that so I think it's definitely if you're a real novice like finding someone who can be there with you and help you do it and being in a group environment that you can kind of learn off each other and yeah have fun while you're doing it as well because it can be quite daunting kind of learning a new skill when you're when you're an adult like it's not many things that as an adult you learn new for the first time so yeah, yeah. definitely would find a group or something like that to, to join in and, and do so yeah it's definitely the breathing thing's the hardest because you almost yeah. kind of get into a rhythm of swimming and then you're like oh I now need to breathe so yeah. yeah there's lots of there's lots of things like with fins and paddles and different toys and floats and stuff to kind of aid you before taking them off and, and going going free for it oh brilliant okay yeah well and yeah I I also have a um a friend who's yeah he's my age and she's going to be learning to swim in the next sort of few months and I think that's such a daunting thing to do as a grown-up yeah. as a kid mm. you're, you're around lots loads of other kids who also are doing it swim or yeah. you know whatever but as a grown-up I think that's quite a it's such a it's putting yourself into such a vulnerable position isn't it I think yeah. um so I think it's really brave when when a grown-up learns how to swim I think it's yeah. um it must be so so hard I'm so pleased that I at least know how to float um even if I can't actually get from one side of a 50 meter pool to another I can't even float so fair play yeah yeah (laughs) I'm a sinker (laughs) you can use me as the kind of brick that you've got to go you know when you're doing yeah and you have to whip your pajamas around the back of your neck yeah 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 don't be swimming in pajamas that is too difficult it's so hard it's so hard (laughs) right okay so holly um, how do you fancy producing your quiz questions for Sophie? I'm oh, quite nervous. excited about this. Honestly, don't <laughs> worry, Sophie. This is the it, it is a, a slightly random quiz with some serious questions that I, yeah. I'm wondering whether you'll have a chance at being able <gasps> to get, and some that I feel like are going to be so silly that who knows whether any who of us will know what's going on. Okay. Shall I do, shall I do our Esther, theme tune? do the theme tune, yeah. Okay. And right. welcome Sophie Coldwell to the Women's Running Quiz. Oh no, it's the wrong one. Hang oh. on a sec. This is what we've decided is the theme tune. Yeah, we've decided that's the theme tune because it was free. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sophie... Question one. Yes. <laughs> when was the first official triathlon race held? I had to oh, dig around for this it one. It is early. I wa- it's early doors. Is it? I'm going to say like 1980. You're so close. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you 10 points for that one because you got within six years it was 1974 apparently but oh. I really had to dig around for that one I knew it was early I knew it yeah. was early yeah you were, you were in the right era so 10 points yeah. for that oh. as a bonus question do you know where it was held it's in the states it was in the states but was it in Hawaii or not in Hawaii oh mm-hmm. Mm, I'm gonna go San Diego. You've absolutely nailed it. Yay! Yay! 
Okay. Because everyone thinks it's about why like Kona is Kona in Hawaii, but it's not. So yeah. Ah. So clever. Okay. Clever. 1974 San Diego. That was from what I could find where the first official triathlon race was held. Um, okay, this one, I'm gonna give you five points for each one you can get. What are all the sports in a women's heptathlon event? Oh, Heptathlon, right? Heptathlon. I I had no idea. So 110 hurdles, 100 hurdles, 200. I'm thinking of men then. 100 hurdles, 200 sprint, 800 shot put, high Mm -hmm. jump, Mm -hmm. long jump, Mm -hmm. javelin. Yeah, that's it. You got them all. That's oh, seven. All. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. 35 Ooh, points hang on. for that round. Thank you. That. Hang on. Yeah, you need a, we need some kind of, there we go. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, studio um, audience. Because I thought that might be one of those really weird, you know, like, is it modern pentathlon where it's like cutting horse heads riding. off fish? And, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> Yeah, horse riding is in one of them. That, I think <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. threw me and about heptathlon. Pentathlon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my oh, God, Sophie, I'm so impressed that you did that. Okay. Yeah, that is... So far, smashing the quiz. <laughs> All right. Right. But silly question now. Oh no, so... this is where I'll be with downfall. <laughs> <laughs> is a rabbit faster or slower than a human being running? <laughs> faster. Correct. They are oh. rabbits. <laughs> Really? I thought I'd catch points. up with a rabbit. Ten points for <laughs> that. Have you ever then tried here to catch we go. A rabbit? Well, no, I haven't. But exactly. They, they are quit. They exactly quit. <laughs> Follow up question while we're in the world of rodents. Is a squirrel yeah. faster or slower than a human being running? Ooh. A squirrel. Mm, they do again, pretty quick, but quite yeah. small. Mm. I'm gonna say oh, I'm gonna say quicker. It's slower. You were so oh, close to being slower. Yeah. I mean, who they're knew there was rapid. that much of a difference between a squirrel rapid. and a rabbit? They both look like they're pretty yeah. speedy legs, to me. Tiny little legs. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say halfway through the quiz, we've got, sorry, quick calculations. Esther, do the theme tune or something while I quickly add oh, it up. Okay. Right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. At the halfway point, we're looking at Sophie Coldwell with 60 points. That sounds like a lot of points. That's really good. That's really, really good. Thank you. Okay. So far, the only people, though, who have done the quiz are me and Esther and Anna Harding from the Running Channel. So you're probably the most professional person that we've had attempt this so even if i didn't know that we were quicker than a squirrel (laughs) yeah i can't believe they know that (laughs) apparently when i was looking stuff up for this quiz apparently the human beings can outrun most animals which surprised me i always think we're a bit clunky and slow but yeah well i remember that when i'm getting chased by a squirrel yeah Yeah, i I think it depends on the human you just have to believe (laughs) (laughs) okay Back to it. How old is the oldest person to complete a marathon? Oh. Oh, blimey. I imagine pretty old. Mm-hmm. 94. I'm going to give you five points because you're close. A hundred. Wowzers. I know. So, again, this is, this is from... 
sorry. Congratulations. <laughs> this is from something, it was like facts.com or something. So who knows about Good the research, exact, Holly, yes. Yeah. Okay. But from what I could oh, find, sure. it was a guy called Fauja Singh from I India. Fauja Singh. Do you? So he was yeah. 100 when he completed his first marathon and he only got into running when he was 89. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. if I can even run a 5K at 100, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. If I'm alive at 100, I'll take that. Well, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. In the late 19th century, running, not so much of a thing, not a, not, not a massive hobby, but I'm guessing in order for this to be a question, some people must have got involved with it because yeah. it was known as something else other than running in the late 19th century. So what's that, Eighteen late 1800s we're talking? Yeah. What? Yeah. What was running known as instead of running at that point? This is really random. <laughs> it's very random. Uh, galloping. It was quite close to be fair. It was called pedestrianism. <laughs> there you go. Surely that's the opposite. Oh, Surely I that's know. going on. I know. Oh, does this mean I can the whole horse right, vibe? I can. I can do this. Look. Yeah. Sorry, Sophie, but I, I thought okay. the sound effect. Yeah, that I was a bit yeah. random one. I've got yeah. a follow-up question that is a little bit makes a bit more sense in the quiz. Okay. And yeah. what decade did running really take off as a hobby? Which decade? Oh, yeah. 1950s. And it's another five because you're so close. It's the uh, 60s. But technically. Uh, I've got a little fact here that technically you could, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, maybe I'll give you 10 points for 50s because the 1960s was when it kind of took off in the mainstream a bit more, but it was in 1958 that apparently the Chicago Tribune released an issue featuring, you know, people jogging and calling it the latest strange fitness trend. A strange fitness trend. <laughs> very, very fair point, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. we have at the end of the quiz. Yeah. I think the final scores on the doors are 85 points. <gasps> Pretty good. That's very Thank decent. You. That's very decent. Thanks very much. I think that puts Absolutely you at the top of the brilliant. leaderboard, Sophie. I think that puts you above Anna at the top of the yeah. leaderboard. It's tricky. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about our scientific leaderboard, though, because we ask different questions every time. I know, but um, we're just yeah. As long as I'm at the top of it, I don't mind. Exactly. You we're are, just waking yeah. up each day and seeing what we fancy doing <laughs> with the quiz. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's yeah. It's, it's not, it's not Britain, so much an organised quiz, but I like the idea. I'm sure there's a listener who mm-hmm. has actually been counting the amount of points and can work out who is top of the leaderboard. But <laughs> they're probably assuming that it's different every week. I know. Yes. Oh God. No organisation so is sorry. there. Yeah. But maybe... Sophie, technically, congratulations. You are top Thank of the leaderboard. You. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on our quiz. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. And finding out about squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who I was just known? thinking, so you can outpace a squirrel, but like, um, they're probably like way faster than you on a bike. That's, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. You know, so... I mean, it's funny though that we can outpace a squirrel because 
I can't outpace my dog, and my dog always chases squirrels and has never caught one. So I know. I was just thinking about that. This is really random, but my partner used to chase squirrels. <laughs> we, went, we went. We went school together. I've known him since we were in school, and that one of my earliest memories of him was he was always trying to catch the squirrels, and never ever. And this was like a. You and know, he's still got one. together with him, Holly. Rugby playing young, fit boy at that stage. Like, I, I'm not yeah. sure I 100% believe it. I certainly couldn't catch a squirrel, so. No. Holly Taylor, anyway. what, what, what did attract you to, oh, to, to Doug? Doug? Was it the, the squirrel chasing? Yeah, it was, it was when he once <laughs> did come away with just a bit of a tuft of squirrel tail. I was like, <laughs> he's mine. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy for me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Sophie. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, it was lovely. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We've launched ourselves onto Patreon as we need your help to keep going. Please support us at patreon.com forward slash women's running with whatever you can, and you'll get some lovely patron only perks, including an exclusive newsletter from me and Holly. You can support us from as little as £2 a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to get your free women's running podcast newsletter. Are we, are we back? No. Are we back? Are we back? Are we back from Sophie? We're back okay, from Sophie. yeah, we could be. We're, we're back, back from, from Sophie. Sophie. Yay, we're back from Sophie. <laughs> Hurrah! <laughs> so, so tell me, oh, when I beat you to it? Or are you about to say that to me? I'm you have go... to go first. Oh, okay. what am i talking about my running yeah okay um because you are now stuck in training training. i was just looking at it uh because it is my plan is stuck to my fridge and i am Mm -hmm. now firmly in week four of my training um which is it's more nerve-wracking than actually being here because yeah when i kind of it's like well four weeks out of 16 that feels like it's gone really really quickly because um, mm-hmm. I only printed the plan out at the but end. But you're of the not four week. weeks in. Four weeks in. I am. Oh my god! I know, right? It goes really, really quickly. That's yeah. why you, you need to look at your twelve week plan and make sure that you're starting at the right time. Yeah, um, well, I think I'm starting in two weeks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, like two and a half. Yeah, that sounds right. And, um, yeah, yeah. So I feel I feel all right because I think, if, particularly when you're looking at a beginnery plan, which mine is. Um, like the first four weeks is quite base building. So it doesn't feel too, so none of it, none of it's been technical running. Mm-hmm. Um, although I have been trying on my Wednesday run, I've been trying to do a bit of a tempo, at least a tempo mile in the middle of it, Cool. Um, which is fine. Um, I think it's quite painful, but it's all right. Um, and um, I'm quite looking forward to that tomorrow because I've got a new pair of trainers to test. So I'm going <sighs> to be testing... Uh, now, what were they? They were, um, oh, Sockney. Um, Are they the Endorphin Speed or something? Endorphin Speed, yes. Mm-hmm. Which I've had, I think I've had the last two versions. This is version three, and I think I've had the last two versions. And the first version was such a favourite shoe of mine that I wore I it remember. Like eight months on the trot until my mm-hmm. toe poked through them. Mm-hmm. Um, which, bearing in mind, we get quite a few trainers to test it's quite weird to stick to just one kind yeah I, I really really loved it um and then I got the second one and for some reason that didn't really sit with me so well 
So I'm very, very much looking forward to wearing these. Um, and they look super, super cool. So I'm going to see see how they perform on the canal cool. path tomorrow. Um, and it's I quite a nice doing... motivator, isn't it? It's fun doing that. Yeah. I do really like new kit is a great way to get you oh, to go. Oh, and... is such mm. a huge motivator. And I was just yeah. like, because not everything that we get is, you know, not everything that I run in is free bits and pieces. Some bits I willingly go out and buy for myself. And, and a lot of those things are things like, well, it's like nutrition, like the nutrition stuff that we talk about all the time. And I was just thinking yesterday that I'd run out of, um, like you, you know that there are like four brands that I mentioned over and over and over again here, and really they should be kind of that deductible, mm-hmm. or I should be being paid some kind of stipend. Um, and one of them <laughs> is um, Precision Hydration, and, and I will carry on saying that they're amazing because they are amazing. But I was just thinking that I, I think I used up my last gel of theirs. Um, so that's something I need to come this afternoon. I need to stock up on those. So I've got them okay. for the weekend because their gels are just, they're lovely. There's that neutral taste thing that they have. Yeah. Um, and they also do the little chews, which are like Turkish delights. I've got me... some, um, Vela Forte ones. I think oh, that's yeah. how you pronounce them. Yeah, Vela they Forte. <laughs> and they are, yeah, they're so, so you, you'll see in my, uh, in my, in my review, we've just done the product oh. awards, which yeah. means that we have 85,000 cardboard boxes yeah. in our houses and no feeling left in our fingers, um, <laughs> because we've been writing reviews of stuff, but they were a bit of a standout nutrition wise. I'm quite interested oh. in them. Obviously they're not, I've just, I've just been nominum, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've never done like, I've never done serious nutrition because I've never run further than a half marathon distance. So mm. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about whether to try and incorporate them in to my, um, into my training as I go forward. But I think, yeah. let, I, I reckon let's talk to an expert about that stuff nearer the time. Yeah, I think, I think stuff like, well, so I don't yeah, want that- to do a, large shit in my pants <laughs> which we now know is perfectly possible perfectly possible yeah uh yeah um i think um well with stuff like that the way that you can test it really nicely is it can be your post-run food and yeah um and i've got some oh yeah, yeah. Have... after my little 2k they're yeah. bloody tasty <laughs> super tasty i'm taking it where i can but exactly. I know really that I don't need them at the moment. And I certainly don't need to be bringing them out on my runs with me. No, no, no. But as I hit kind of 10 miles, I remember mm. getting to a point when I was doing kind of 10. I think it was actually from about eight. Yeah. Sorry, it was my obnoxious doorbell. Buzzer. Yeah, that could be my chub rub shorts for the holiday. Um, oh, how exciting. I know. <laughs> um, but I think from about eight, I did have to when I first started when I first trained for yeah the very first first half marathon that we did I, I think I, I used to stop in the middle and have like a I don't know I'd get I'd get something I'd get like a water bottle or usually liquid I wouldn't really go for food yeah. but like I get a bottle of water or maybe if I was feeling fancy I'd get a Lucozade something mm. to give me a bit of replenishment um and I'm wondering whether it might be nice to replace that with well, A, now I have a hydration vest. I didn't have a hydration vest when I used to do that, so I don't need to stop and buy water. B, I've got those little jellies, could take them. Yes, I, well, yeah. And I, do you know, one thing I was going to suggest to you, because I know that you don't like eating breakfast before you go for a run. Yeah. Um, that um, Precision Hydration and other brands are available. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that they do do 
um, because I've got it downstairs, they do a carb drink. So like if you were wearing a hydration vest and you had, say you had like two water bottles at the front. Yeah. One of them can be... I've actually, funny you mention. Watching, I'm watching. What have you got here? Oh, look at that. I've got a hydration vest with two spaces for water bottles in the front. There we go. Oh, look at this as well. It's got a great big, this is like three litres. It's got a great big bladder in the back of it. Love a bladder. Yeah. Um, If you've got two, um, what you can do is you can fill one with water and maybe some electrolytes if you want to. Mm -hmm. The other one can be a carb drink. So that basically takes the, the place of things like jelly babies or whatever yeah. but it's, it, it's more functional because it's got kind of it gives you the, the sugary carb hit but it also will have electrolytes you won't have the crash potentially as well because you've got too much sugar yeah okay yeah, i can yeah. see the benefits of that i have to admit to start with you were sounding like one of those people who drinks huel no no <laughs> no and i was like why when i could have oh. jelly babies would no. i drink a carb if you have, drink. But... No, 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 no. If you have the choice to have jelly babies, then by all means, please have jelly babies. But uh, this might help you feel more comfortable while you're running. Yeah, I've uh, never had much success as much as I've really tried. I've never had much success with eating jelly babies on runs. Mm. Generally, unless it's right at the last minute, unless it's like the the 12th mile of your half marathon or something I just find that they they work for like a mile and I'm feeling better and I'm a bit more energized and then I'll just have another crash and want more jelly babies and usually at that point there won't be any more jelly babies exactly so So, like stuff like this it it has been created obviously to help you perform Mm. for for longer and I mean you still you still will get the crash because, because as soon as you start taking them you have to continue taking it so you need to make mm. sure you're top up every kind of half an hour or but if so. it's a little thing i can sip every half an hour rather than um you know rather than pop a jelly baby in and yeah it's just that the joy when there's 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 not much joy in <laughs> your 11th mile or whatever it is <laughs> when you've got achy legs and you kind of are starting to move so far forward that you're almost horizontal yeah you're so bored of the audiobook that you're listening to yes uh, of louis theroux droning on or whoever yeah, it is i know and just sucking a jelly baby is like suddenly the most exciting activity yeah but a maybe a carb drink tastes nice they do taste nice. Do they? Yeah, just not as nice as a green jelly baby because nothing is. So no. I can't help you there. But have both. Have okay. Both. I am imagining it's to be Huel. Obviously, no offence to Huel. It won't be Huel. No, it's not like some great big thick nasty proteiny thing. Yeah, that's so what I'm thinking. No, it's literally like a drink. It's like a juice. It's like squash. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so everything, yeah, it's, it's like that. So okay. Don't, so don't worry. It's not kind of trying Sludgy. to... You are like, oh, could you imagine? That'd be horrible. <laughs> How are you no. going to clean your hydration vest out oh, after that? Out all that sludge. Grim. If anyone out there does opt to drink Huel <laughs> instead of their lunch or something, yeah. please, well. please let us know what the appeal is, what it's like. Oh, some you people know. like that. Some people don't like food very much yeah some people just aren't into food that's very true to me that seems so alien because Mm -hmm. 
I have been looking forward to my lunch since we started recording with Sophie at 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah. It's been in the back of my mind. I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, I've got, I've got really nice eggs. I've got <laughs> tiger bread and I'm going to make scram. I'm going to make the most luxurious scrambled eggs you've Aww. ever seen. I might even have some parsley that I could chop up and put in them. Bloody got, hell. And I've got double cream. <gasps> <gasps> That would be the most naughty scrambled eggs anyone's ever made. But I'm, I'm probably going to do it because I love food so much. But God, this, these are the silver linings to COVID, aren't they? Being home, so you couldn't do that in the office, I could you? I couldn't do that in the office. I'd be having a cheese and pickle stale sandwich from Mozza's. Yeah. What would you, Esther would be having a tuna, tuna salad out of Tupperware. <laughs> It would be. Yeah. That's what I'm going to have for lunch today. <laughs> the silver linings, eh? It, yeah, I know. But, but you can I have st- it out of bowl, or do you I not? Do you meal? Bowl. Yeah. Do you meal I prep? Have a, I, uh, no. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. And I'm, I am. Because I like to wake up and go, what do I fancy? Well, I'm absolutely a creature of habit. I do. I think about that when it comes to supper. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but for lunch, I have almost exactly the same thing Monday to Friday. But I, I add adventure to my lunches by occasionally adding things to them like I will be today, like red quinoa. Oh. I know, which tastes of nothing. But oh. it kind of bumps it out and I kind of, you know, have that with I, and I spend a lot oh, of money. Oh, do you not on... find that you, I, I think I'm stealing this joke. I think it's from Peep Show. I think it's David Mitchell that says about it, that it, when you're eating a salad and you, you're spooning it in and then you look down and there's the same amount there. <laughs> yeah. Do you not find that with something like red quinoa where it doesn't taste anything? You're just. Well, it, no, it's okay. Cause I don't do salad. I never make salad with leaves. So I think that helps in terms of the bulk. So I'm always, yeah, it's always that's a... true. It's a crunch salad. I quite like a salad with leaves, though. I don't mind a salad with leaves, but it does have that same function as kind of soup, as far as I'm concerned, where it doesn't quite feel like a meal. Yeah. I need to have substantial bits. Yeah, fair enough. I I do like a soup, but yeah, if I'm having soup for lunch, being honest, I will, I'll look forward to soup, but I'm not looking forward to the soup. I'm looking forward to a large slice of bread with butter on that I'm going to be dipping in the soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm actually (laughs) looking forward to. Same with the salad. When I say I like salad with leaves, Mm -hmm. I like leaves because they're a really good vessel for dressing. Indeed they are. Yeah. So I do like a... I like making a little Caesar salad. I like, sorry, this is really turning into a, my, my, our cooking podcast. Yeah, it's because we're hungry, Hall. You know I that, know, baby. Because it's, I know, because it's nine minutes past 12. And as <laughs> Esther very well knows that it's, it's gone my lunchtime. It's gone Hall's lunchtime. <laughs> but I, one of my favourite salads, uh, please let us know if this is interesting for us to talk about. <laughs> one of my favourite salads I've been loving at the moment, this is very much a side salad. This isn't like a yeah. meal salad. Yeah. We, we, we have this maybe with, if we're having like a pasta dish or or maybe as a spread. So if we're having like hummus mm-hmm. and carrots and mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever for, for dinner um, or, or pizza, nice mm-hmm. little side salad. Nice. The full, like a romaine heart or a baby gem or something. Yeah. Like a full lettuce head. Yeah. And then peeling off each leaf in, leaf individually. So you've got the full leaves in there. Yeah. And then they become little boats for yeah. a bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. Yeah. Half a lemon, maybe more, give it a taste. Yeah. Parmesan shavings. 
Oh, that sounds lush. It's so simple, but that's my yeah. favourite thing at the moment. And I really crave that when it's really warm. I just, I wish it had a bit more yeah. nutritional value in terms of some kind of carb or some kind of bit of protein or something in there. Because I would love to just eat that as my whole meal. It's so nice. That does sound really nice. I was just thinking. What's your fav- what's, yeah, tell me your, your faves. Well, I can tell you my, 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 almost my least favourite is that I can't, this happens when I visit family. So I have to be careful about which family and I won't, I won't tell them who okay. they are. Um, but you know, like, I don't know if you've ever been in the situation before where, where you, 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 you have say pasta or it's because you said pasta and salad, right? Yeah. So, so you're given a bowl of pasta or you'll help you, you, you know, whatever, but also on the table is salad yeah but you don't have a separate thing to put the salad in so that the whole way that that meal is going to go is that you finish your pasta and then you have some you help yourself to some salad and you have that afterwards and for me that is the wrong way round I love my salad but I want to eat it first and I I like my last mouthful to be the most tasty yes okay so it feels like a very upsetting yeah end of a meal when it's all, all a bit kind of you know a bit of rocket you know, like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. I like a nice bit of, you know, mascot pasta. Oh, I, I don't know, you know. I think because... Mm-hmm. She likes a palate cleanser. I, I do. <laughs> I was just thinking about last night I had... We made... We've been making this thing at the moment and I it, it was a TikTok trend that I thought, that's not going to be tasty. And then I made it and now we have it, like, whenever we possibly can. <laughs> it's what vodka it? pasta... Oh, which yeah. sounds gross and weird, but shallot been around for years. has it? Mm. Well, I, as a young millennial, thought that TikTok had invented it. <laughs> <laughs> and you invented sex as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, salads. That was you. And, and salads. salads. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I mean, better than sex, this, yeah. this pasta. It's what, so what good. Into it, then? So we do like three tablespoons of butter so you already know from the start it's not good but it's so tasty shallot in there very finely diced a couple of garlic cloves i think the recipe is like one or two but i took about three or four good, then yes. always do you do that i bet i double the garlic yeah, yeah. <laughs> chili flakes just yeah, your classic lovely. easy dry ones in a thing um tomato paste way more than you think like half mm-hmm. a tube which oh. always seems a bit like oh is this just going to taste of sort of raw tomato yeah. but it doesn't two tablespoons of vodka yeah let that cook off a bit get your pasta on the go couple of spoonfuls of the pasta water oh yes yes yeah. double cream couple oh. of hundred mil love it <laughs> Uh, that's why I've got double cream because we did it the other night. Um, oh. Then I have to admit, I, 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 I don't usually allow myself things like double cream because I already eat so many crisps and snacks and things that if I also start introducing very rich foods, I would be I would be fucked. But uh, <laughs> I would have gout. But um, And then I think that's honestly about it. And then Parmesan, a shit ton of Parmesan. Oh. oh my God, so good. So we had that last night and we had Rocket as a side salad. Yeah. And do you know the Newman's Own salad dressing? <laughs> I'm aware of it, yes. <laughs> Honestly, I could, uh, that was what I wanted to be my last flavour was the Newman's Own salad dressing. <laughs> I'd have this gorgeous pasta dish, but <clears throat> I kept kind of looking at the thing. I, I was so tempted to give it a little glug. 
I thought, could I just get some bread out and like dip it in this? Yeah, yeah. I'm a real sucker for like really strong. Like I like a vinegary flavor. Yeah, Yeah, if there's a vinaigrette on the table, I am drowning. Yeah, oh no, no, no. Yeah, Yeah. I absolutely like, well, yeah, I I like my pickles and things. Yeah. Yeah, same, same. I could eat, I could eat a whole jar of pickled onions. Oh my gosh, same. And people think that's so weird, but same. I love pickled onions in a Plowman's. That is one of my highlights. Oh, it's the best, isn't it? Yeah. I don't like cheese. But if if someone else, if if I happen to be sat next to someone who loves Plowman's but doesn't like pickled onion, oh, that's the best. Particularly if you've gone somewhere really rustic and the pickled onions are like massive, great big golf balls and really brown. It's like, oh, it's going to be really strong. I'm so glad we've got a shared love of this. the top of your nose hurt when they're really strong. I love that (laughs) feeling. (laughs) I used to think it was really weird because my dad used to love, like he would just eat pickled onions as a snack. And I remember thinking that was really weird. And then I... I ate well. I I've always eaten pickled onion monster munch. Probably up there with my favourite crisps. <laughs> Dirty, <It's nice>. cheap <laughs> pickled onion monster munch. Love them. And I thought, why am I making so much fuss over him eating a pickled onion when I eat pickled onion monster yeah. munch all the time? That's Tried a pickled onion and I have never looked back. Do you like wasabi um, as well? I quite like wasabi. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because that really like that feeling in the top of your nose. You get that the most, I think, from wasabi. From so that wasabi, she kind of yes, I do like horseradish. Love it, love yeah. it. And radishes generally. I love radishes. Love That's radishes. Part, that is part of my daily tuna salad. Oh, radishes in there. Radishes oh, are yeah, always That's when good. they're in season. They're in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely love. We need I to talk about food, I know, Holly. I've absolutely Stop. loved doing this, though. If people would like to hear us chat shit about what awful nutritional advice we have by yeah. just eating whatever Pringles. we fancy, Pringles, yeah. Yeah. the same tuna salad. You don't always do the same tuna salad, though. Uh, well, variations on a theme. Yeah, variations on a theme. Basically, it is. And like, well, if we've had a roast chicken, then I use the leftovers. But oh. it's basically the same thing every single lunchtime. And and I look forward to it. And I love yeah. it. Yeah, I'm a bit yes. like that. I think let's stop talking about food. But yeah, a quick theory. I've been seeing a lot of stuff at the moment about fixation meals and, and things oh. are starting to click into place for me. Because I oh, get really? exa- exactly that where I, I'll have a sort of fixation so that vodka pasta, yeah. that's one of my fixation meals at the moment that mm-hmm. I can taste it. I can smell it when I think oh, about it. Don't. And then I just, yeah. then it's just, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I, I have to have it later. Yeah. Maybe that's you, you with tuna salad and there is nothing maybe wrong is. with a nice tuna salad. And maybe that's think, your, your fixation lunch. It is. It, yeah. And I do, I, I like to make it as amazing as like the tuna is the most expensive tuna. Yeah. Cause get. you just keep it's, developing it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if we've got like coriander around the house, then I like to chuck that in as a bit of kind of extra. Mm. But the thing that makes me, I think, probably salivate the most, and I was just thinking about it then when you were sort of talking about that fixation sort of meal, mm. is peanut butter on rice cracker. And rice cracker, again, as a, that like your rocket leaf, it's just a vessel for the peanut butter. Yeah. But as I'm, there has been, there was one occasion where I was getting a great big, kind of schlop of peanut butter with and I get manilife which is really expensive as well because I just like the big it's got great big peanuts <gasps> that's in the it. one that my dad gets you get you can get them in oh, a huge vat they're amazing yes you can yeah and I haven't got one of those yet 
And I, oh, well, that's the one that my time... dad gets. Yeah, huge old yeah. vat. It's fantastic. You've got, to, you've got to get on the bucket. It's really expensive, but the, the, yeah, it's lovely. And there, yeah, there was this one time a few months ago where I was getting a bit out and I was putting it onto my rice cracker and I, and my saliva did dribble onto the kitchen. <gasps> oh, <work surface>. the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been there. Yeah, have we though? Yeah, I'm not sure. We have. Oh, good. I'm glad we have been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Quickly then, how's your running before we we rattle through this yeah my running is ticking along I think my first long distance that I have to do um in two and a half weeks on my training plan is four miles I think so I'm not feeling too stressed about it at the moment it's a slightly more challenging training plan I've done what you did and I've 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 kind of written my own based on the training plan that you made me when I first did a half marathon yeah but with a little bit more, because I do have a bit more of a base now. I had absolute, I could, I could run a mile when I first yeah. started doing that. Whereas now I've got a bit more of a base of about 5k. Um, and we also understand a bit more about strength training. I didn't do any of that last time. Um, yeah. So I'm going to do spin once a week. Good girl. I know. That's because it's kind of uh, almost like a run in itself. I've I've swapped yeah. out one of the runs for that spin class. I think that's a great idea, yeah. Yeah, because kind of, it kind of feels like a tempo. I'm really getting my heart rate up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that. Uh, I've got like, you know, a, I, I mean, technically I think I've put it down as like hill sprints and or tempo and or pyramid. Tra- but let's be honest, yeah. that will be probably a short midweek plod in there um as usual um I've got a long long run on the weekend and that just goes up by a mile every week I think the most I do is 12 nice um then I've got um well then then I think I'm going to add something else because that it was only a three the one that the 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 template that I had was only a three thing Mm -hmm. a weeker yeah I'll see how it goes maybe three a week will feel like I enough three is fine yeah but yeah I think if not I might it might be good to introduce introduce some strengthy thing so you know potentially a slightly more strength building yoga with Adrian or a boot camp thing yeah I could come to boot camp with you but that would mean having to come to the 645 one oh you can do the Saturday morning one probably not because I think that's going to work out as when I'll do my most of my long runs Oh, looking at the calendar because I've got quite I, it's much more chill. I wouldn't have been yeah. able to train really properly over the last like month from than this month to come. She like, oh ho ho ho! She does do them on Zoom. So does she? Yeah, a Thursday morning. And... Oh, I mean, that would be quite nice because then I don't have to get out of bed at six. Like I can just well, actually, the Thursday morning is quite early, but. She is more than happy for you to sign up to her thing and then ask her for the recording so you can do it whenever you like. That's what I do on holiday. Oh, I love that. So mm-hmm. I could do it at lunchtime. Yes, exactly. Or I so, could do yeah, it at like on holiday. There's no way I'm going to get in the morning to do boot camp. So I just mm-hmm. get her to send me a recording. Yeah, I do it at lunchtime. And you do it at lunchtime. <gasps> oh my goodness! And then on holiday, you can do a boot camp, pop in and have a shower, get your you know, sundress or whatever. Sorry. I've just been doing a boot camp. Yeah. Come down, glass mm. of wine, 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, love a lunchtime uh, glass of wine on holiday. Oh, yeah. And last summer when I was doing boot camps and I was using the recordings and stuff, I didn't have my kettlebell with me. Um, so I used a, a rucksack filled with recipe books. Which <gasps> nice. Ken Holmes hot walk. Sorry, (laughs) that's just the one that was next to me. (laughs) Well, actually, we were in a quite posh house. It was an Airbnb, so they had silver spoon there. So it was like, well, that's a good one. (laughs) That's a big one. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I'll do it with lemons. Do it with lemons. Lemons from the lemon orchard. Yes. (laughs) Marvellous. Oh, my goodness. Well, it feels as though I'm about to say to the listener. Yes. Goodbye. I'm off on holiday. But actually, I think in reality, with the schedule that we've got, we're probably recording twice more before I'm going on holiday. Plus, I don't know where I'll be when this one comes out. Will I be in in the lemon orchard? I don't know. You might be. Yeah, you might be in the lemon orchard when it comes out. No, I think I will be. I will. Yeah. I will. I'll be in the lemon orchard. Okay, well, think of me. surrounded on a bed of lemons what a bitch (laughs) thank you for listening do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast this podcast was recorded over zencaster the editor and composer was david newman Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon, and we're working hard to add more rewards for you very soon. Right now, you can get hold of your patron-only exclusive newsletter. For the price of a coffee, you'll join our gang and be the first to know about the next benefits. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.